Today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Guide. Want to make your next trip unforgettable? There's an easy way to do that. Book a Get Your Guide travel experience. No matter where your travels take you, Get Your Guide offers the best way to connect with your destination. Choose from over 100,000 travel experiences in the U.S. and around the world with Get Your Guide. Whether it's the Sherlock Holmes tour in London, the night helicopter flight over Las Vegas, or whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon, whatever you're into, you'll find an experience you love. Discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor, featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. And this is the second part of a two-part series titled Lost Continents, where we are discussing the idea of lost continents, uh, sunken continents, sunken islands, lost civilizations, um, why this idea is so intoxicating for us, the, the actual science at work here, as well as the pseudoscience and the, cult, the occultist nonsense to consider as well. Yeah, and so let's get in a little bit of column A and column B there Okay. with our next topic here, which is Lemuria. Yes, the, Lemuria. The lemur kings <laughs> well, that rule the land. You know, if, if you if, if we hadn't researched it and you just mentioned Lemuria and I had no background on it whatsoever, uh-huh. I don't think I would have thought of lemurs. I would have. I, it instantly. It sounds uh, Hellenistic somehow. It sounds. It sounds exotic and and magical. And I'm thinking about this this rich world, you know, like something out of a uh, you know an early uh, 20th century pulp story where there's you know some sort of fantastic kingdom and and maybe lemurs, but I, I'm I'm not picturing them as the ruling class. Yeah, I just see them popping up around the landscape with crowns on their heads. So the sad thing here is that there are no lemur kings. 
No, because uh, you know they don't. Lemurs don't need kings. They they have it pretty well uh, situated there on Madagascar, mm-hmm. where uh, for them outside of the the fossa and of course uh, humans, they don't really have much in the way of natural adversaries, and they've uh, they've they've had the, they've they've experienced sort of a uh, an evolutionary shang- Shangri La there. But in 1875, if you were trying to figure out where these lemurs came from, mm-hmm. you might come up with a wacky theory, wacky hypothesis, rather. Yeah, indeed, you might look around at the, some of the fossil evidence, and you see some, and also just sort of evolutionary evidence of similar forms in Africa, some maybe some similar forms in India, and that leads us to Philip Lutley Slater. Um, so Slater is 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 again, he's tackling the same issue. What's up with the lemurs? What's up? Uh, what's up with the II? What's up with uh, some of these other f- uh, forms that are similar, such as the loris of Asia uh, and the and the, the and, and other forms found in say Indonesia? Uh, and he, he ultimately observed that uh, quote, while thirty different species of lemurs are found in Madagascar alone, all of Africa contains some eleven or twelve, while the Indian region has only three. And again, he's drawing in some forms here that are not actually lemurs in the modern sense of the world. Right. But he's saying these are similar forms. What's going on here? So 1864, he pins an essay titled The Mammals of Madagascar. Uh, Madagascar, of course, uh, is pointed out as the principal homeland of lemurs. Uh, and uh, and he's saying that uh, this is uh, spread out all over Asia and Africa by a land bridge connecting uh, these continents. So he's speculating that this this connection might even have extended to America, and we would have had this supposed land bridge slash continent, and we would call this Lemuria. Yeah, and you also have an 1875 scientist, Hackle and Blanford, jumping on this bandwagon saying, yeah, there was a land bridge, and it connected this, and that, therefore that is why there are all these lemurs or lemur-like creatures populating the Earth. Yeah, and of course land bridges have existed. Uh, that's... That's that's not a crazy theory in and of in and of itself, mm-hmm. but we're talking about a, a a rather sizable land bridge here. We're talking about a, a lost continent that would have yes. uh, that would have bridged our modern continents together. Gondwana land, which was supposed to have reached three quarters of the way around the southern hemisphere with a gap in the Pacific, and scientifically, these continents have little to do with Atlantism. And even Gondwanaland is considered speculative, although it's still widely accepted. So some of this Lemuria is connected to Atlantis as well in the idea of the sort of genesis of how things came into being. Yeah, and we see this sort of trend again and again. Introduce the idea of a mysterious island, either as allegory or mere hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And other individuals are going to grasp onto it. They're going to lift that idea up first, uh, first with the poles of, uh, of of science, then with pseudoscience, and eventually lofted high above us uh, on the air of occultism, fiction, fantasy, dreaming, and uh, and at times insanity. Well, and but it's just like the the idea, the Greek ideal of symmetry had an interesting idea behind it. Like there's got to be another landmass over there to balance this out because there was a understanding of mass. Mm-hmm. In this example, there's somewhat of an understanding that landmasses have changed over the years, right? Yeah, over deep time, really. And there's an understanding that animals could spread via that way, and but there's not really an understanding of speciation, right? So. It's kind of again. It's sort of like wow. They they try. They're trying to tell the story of how this came to be, and this is an explanation that makes sense to them at that time with the information that they had. 
Now, the problem with that is that you have the occultists hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a little bit of information going on that's being extrapolated in a way that is not right. And what happens is that Lemuria theory is picked up by Helonia P. Blavatsky. She is, at that time, an inf- influential occultist. And that's incorporated into her uh, gaudy cosmos. That's how it's explained <laughs> from Natural History magazine. And it's also woven into Atlantis, as I had said. And according to her works and those of her disciples, the Lemurians were the third root race, gigantic ape-like men, hermaphroditic and oviparous with some uh, with something like forearms and a third eye in the back of their heads. They interbred with animals, the offspring being the ancestors of the apes. Their discovery of sex, of which Madame Blavatsky took a poor view, caused their downfall. Whoa. Yeah, and they were succeeded by the Atlanteans, the fourth root race, and the ancestors of the modern Mongoloids, according to her. And both the third and fourth races were full of cosmic consciousness. Wow. I love that idea that even back <laughs> in the day, this idea of cosmic consciousness is is being explored. That is phenomenal. I, I was not uh, up on this uh, particular uh, theory. I'm being, I'm being, uh, being too kind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I read that the theory, I was like, yeah, it's not really a theory. This but I idea- love the idea of four-armed hermaphroditic apes with a third eye in the back of their head. It's wonderful. Whose downfall was sex. sex yeah. Which is just such a scientific line of reasoning right well, there. Well, yeah. I mean, well, maybe that's why they had the third eye, right? And why they were so into sex, because they could do it as much as they wanted, and they could always see behind them if someone else is walking into the room. All right, so um, moving on from Lemuria, uh, now that we've, again, f- fully uh, filled up the bathtub with occultist uh, nonsense on that count, then uh, let's look to uh, the, the very real wor- world of lost continents. Uh, and indeed, if you want to find a lost continent, you can't do any better than to look back in time to the lost supercontinent of Pangaea. I mean, in a sense, it's still with us, but it no longer exists in this form. Now, it's generally forgotten that Pangaea is just the latest mm-hmm. in a long line of about, I don't know, something like a dozen supercontinents. And we're going to see a lot more in the next 250 million years and certainly in the whole 5 billion more years we have left before the sun explodes. But Pangaea is the one that is most known to us because we can ima- we know what it looked like we are, and we can imagine it. We can imagine our current configuration fitting into it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I've seen the, the analogy drawn. I think there's a How Stuff Works article by Molly Edmonds that, go, that does a little bit of this. But uh, imagine the continent of Pangaea, a supercontinent is formed, uh, much like a, a, a super group or any kind of a, a really influential rock band, right? First one guy gets together with another guy or gal. Uh, they start playing drums together or whatever. Then, then sure. somebody else joins the band. Finally, you have the full band going on. It's really great. And then they can't get along. They break up. Maybe first one one band member leaves, then another leaves, and suddenly everybody's doing side projects or their own mm-hmm. solo work. But then eventually they're going to get back together. You know they're going to get back together <laughs> if they're all still alive, or even if they're not because the money's just too good. All right, so they're continentally drifting apart and yes. then drifting back together, albeit at the slowest rate. Like this rock band, it's got to be immortal, right? Because the rate at which this happens is um, it's something like... Here it is. To get some idea of how slow it really is, let your hair and fingernails grow uncut for an entire year. Your fingernail growth represents the slower pace of plate movement, while your hair growth is the same as the absolute greatest distance any plate has traveled in the last year. That's 
very insignificant. Yeah, I mean, we're talking the average rate of motion on, the, on these uh, these plates uh, range from less than one to more than fifteen centimeters per year. Now, just to, to give a, a quick basic uh, run through on what's happening with plate tectonics, the Earth's uh, outermost layer is fragmented into a dozen or more large and small solid slabs called litho- lithospheric plates or mm-hmm. tectonic plates. Yeah. And they're moving relative to one another as they ride atop hotter, more mobile mantle material. And these uh, plate tectonic uh, processes have almost certainly been going on since the, the formation of the Earth 4.6 billion years ago. Yeah, and nearly all the world's earthquake and volcanic activity will occur along or near boundaries between these plates. So not only are you getting the drifting, but you're also getting the collisions, these plates colliding into one another. And when they do that, they either create mountain ranges Mm -hmm. or one plate will slip under the other and just get uh, subsumed into the, uh, the molten lava. And... Most of these scenarios will cause volcanic activity. So this is where you see, I wouldn't say you would see lost continents happening because it's happening at such a small or tiny rate. Right. But here's this idea again that emerges that well, with all of these uh, dynamic changes happening to these continents, maybe there is something going on. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Now to put this in sort of the timeline of uh, of of, the, of all the thinking that we've been discussing in, in this uh, pair of podcasts, it wasn't until 1912 that meteorologist Alfred Wegener uh, hypothesized that our seven continents had once been joined together as a supercontinent. And we've mm-hmm. all this is just a, a straight up you know elementary school uh, geography a puzzle at this point. We've all seen what happens when you take the continents out of the puzzle board of the globe and place them next to each other. You can say, oh, well, this corner fits here, this corner fits there. And indeed, that's what Wegener uh, uh, Ve- uh, was uh, was noticing here, that the borders of the continents matched up. They fit together almost like a giant jigsaw uh, puzzle. And then when you threw in other clues, such as matching rocks and fossils that are found in countries separated by vast oceans, tropical plant fossils that were found in polar regions and vice mm-hmm. versa, it it all, it all indicates that, there, that something's going on here, that these continents were, in fact, uh, once linked together. But the idea of plate tectonics really didn't come to the forefront until the 1960s. Right. So it's a relatively new um, spin on what's happening with the continents, or a better understanding, I should say. So if you turn back the clock and you start looking for lost land masses or you know, land masses that, that either no longer exist or no longer exist anywhere near the forum. I mean, you can go back four billion years ago and you can find uh, plate building blocks known as cratons, which are essentially giant rock cores uh, starting to rise up out of the primordial ocean. Um, and according, according to uh, a history of supercontinents on planet Earth by uh, Alastair Wilkins on io9, uh, there's some evidence that uh, two cratons date back to as much as uh, 3.5 billion years ago, forming the tiny continent of Valbara. But this, there's a lot of speculation involved in this, so there's, there's uh, the more certain candidate for the oldest supercontinent would be a place called Ur, which I like because Ur, Ur. sounds a lot like Mu. It's it's very it's very primordial. It's very primordial, and and and, and sounds like it would definitely pop up in uh, an early twentieth century pulp novel. But this craton, though, is behind an idea of Mauritia, if I remember correctly. Yes, and for for this idea, we need to visit uh, Mauritius, which is a well known tourist destination mm-hmm. uh, located about uh, uh, twelve hundred miles or two thousand kilometers off the coast of Africa, east of Madagascar, and in uh, in two thousand thirteen. Um, researchers found sand grains uh, on the on the Mauritius uh, beaches, mm-hmm. uh, and they they looked at these and they found that they contained fragments of the mineral the mineral zircon, and uh, these were between 660 and two billion years old, far older than the island itself. So, so from, yeah, they were like, what? How is that working? Yeah, so they they theorized. Well, okay, 
sand grains must be the remnants then of Mauritia, uh, a lost microcontinent that once existed off the coast of Africa and uh, was eventually submerged when India broke apart from Madagascar about 85 million years ago. So the thing is, is that they had discovered that this area, this crust, is much thicker than elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that instead of uh, Mauritia being uh, below in the ocean, that has actually sort of been consumed in that landmass itself. It, yeah. it is in the bottom reaches of, of, of that area. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and it is under the, it is submerged under the Indian Ocean, but it's not like floating there, you know, 3,000 miles below. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of, uh, crunched down, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, analysis of Earth's gravitational fields has revealed, uh, other areas in the world's ocean, uh, where the rock does appear to be thicker than normal and could, in theory, be a sign of, uh, of other continental crusts. So. Just basically like the land eating itself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just we we come back again and again into this idea that that uh, that the Earth is uh, and our shape of the Earth is is just con- in continual change. It's just a, a, a change that takes place in, in geologic time and in, and in deep time, uh, and not the kind of thing that we can really truly comprehend from our very limited human perspective. Now, just to revisit Atlantis for a second, uh, in Josh Clark's article about Atlantis, he talks about a city called Haliki which may have been the blueprint for Atlantis, or at least oh, yes. the allegory. And this is an area that um, would have existed for about 200 years by the time Plato wrote about Atlantis. And it had been submerged underwater. And it's a coastal city located on the Gulf of Corinth in Greece. It was once the seat of power there. It controlled shipping in the area. It was also a major site of worship of Poseidon whom Plato deemed the patron saint of Atlantis. And in 373 BCE, a major earthquake followed by a tsunami washed over the area and just completely wiped it out. So what's interesting about this is that archaeologists have gone back to this area and they say they've seen resettlement over and over again. And they've seen that this uh, Haliki Delta was a really popular area to be in because these three rivers formed a delta that brought in fresh water, irrigated crops, and you had the coastal area, which is always nice. It's always beautiful to be yeah, yes. residing in a coastal area. Um, and as soon as they started to figure this out, they began to do some really heavy-duty excavation. And in 1988, archaeologists found a buried ancient seawall as well as 10 Spartan ships that uh, supposedly came to try to help out after the tsunami. Uh, and then 12 feet beneath farmland, they found ruins of industrial buildings, kilns, looms, a bust of Poseidon, and some Bronze Age jugs. So looping this all back to this idea of lost continents and our desire to rediscover these areas of civilization, Haliki is a great example of that. And I think it's why it's so interesting to think that this other area, Mauritia, existed, and perhaps there was a civilization there Um and this idea that with all of this stuff is just getting recycled over and over again and is lost to us. Yeah, and and, and certainly uh, I, I think there's a, a lot of uh, love of the apocalypse uh, bound up in all of this, too. I mean, yeah. who, it's great to hear about a wonderful civilization, but it's even better in a way if we hear about the civilization falling. You know, in the same way that we look to our celebrities 
we want them to see them do well, but we also really want them to fall so we can read about that too, because that's the, the stuff of great, of great fiction. And so, yeah. yeah, I can well imagine that, that Plato might, would have known about, uh, places that had been wiped out, islands that had, where the civilization had vanished or mm-hmm. even the island itself had, had been lost and say, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to use that in what I'm writing. You're right. Cause he was probably like, I'm going to talk about this terrible moment in which the city was seized by something. And this, and then there's this idea that this, uh, This might exist frozen in time somewhere. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. 
and there are other examples we can look to elsewhere in the world where uh, where there's a there, there's a land mass that was once above the waters, but now it's below. Uh, there's the uh, uh, Kerguelen Plateau, which is an underwater uh, volcanic uh, large uh, province, also a, a microcontinent uh, uh, and submerged continent in the southern Indian Ocean, lies about 3,000 kilometers to the southwest of Australia and is nearly three times the size of Japan. But to return to Middle Earth, uh, one of my favorite examples here is Zealandia, mm-hmm. which uh, Z- Zealandia, if it sounds familiar, if you're thinking of New Zealand, well, then spot on, because uh, Zealandia is a nearly submerged continental fragment that sank after breaking away from Australia 60 to 85 million years ago, having separated from Antarctica between 85 and 130 million years ago. And uh, it may have been completely submerged about 23 million years ago, and most of it, 93% of it, remains submerged beneath the Pacific Ocean today. Um, so all in all, we're talking about you know, a landmass that's uh, 3,500,000 kilometers, square kilometers in size, larger than Greenland or India, uh, and almost half the size of Australia. But the only part of it that's really, the, the main part, really, that's above uh, the ocean, that's actually visible, that actually has people and plants and, and, and is alive in that sense, is uh, New Zealand. And uh, New Zealand is only 103, 103,483 square miles or 268,021 uh, kilometers squared. I threw a lot of numbers and stuff out there, but basically, New Zealand is the, the tip of this iceberg and the rest is, uh, is, is lost beneath the ocean. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that, uh, the, the band has to get back together again, right? The reunion show is inevitable, uh, even if all the remaining, uh, members are no, are, you know, are no longer alive. And, uh, in all likelihood, based on our current understanding of plate tectonics, uh, the theory is that the continents will merge again to form a new supercontinent within the next 250 million years. And this will complete the latest turn of, of the supercontinent cycle. And then they'll break up again yeah. and do their solo projects, but then they'll get back together again for an even greater reunion in some uh, incomprehensible distant future. Uh, and who knows what that'll look like. And robotic share will be out there. Robotic share will be there. Um, the great old ones will have come back. Uh, there'll be an alien colony. And uh, and also the those four-armed apes with the eye in the back of their head, the Lemurians, well, will be the dominant race on Earth. Yeah, there's also the astral projections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some some of them probably escaped into the astral plane and will come back because who doesn't want to be around for the supercontinent coming back together? They're just waiting it out on the solar winds, my friend. Uh, So there you have it. Supercontinents, uh, lost continents, lost worlds, Atlantis, uh, all of the above wrapped up into two episodes. We would love to hear what all of you have to say about this. Yes, yeah, so let us know. Um, you can always visit us at StuffToBlowYourMind.com. Yes, as uh, well as our various social media accounts. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, we're on Google+. Our YouTube account is MindStuffShow. Be sure to follow us there uh, so you can stay on top of all the cool video projects that we're putting out now and in the future. Oh, and that reminds me. Hey, guys, did you know that July 25th is National Talk in an Elevator Day? Whoa. Yeah. I have to talk in one of these now? You may choose to just listen. Okay. But I thought I would bring that up because we have a handy-dandy playlist of the Information Elevator Ooh. in which all these little awkward um, collisions between humans happens and information is dispersed. 
So if you want to check that out, make sure you go to Mind Stuff Show on YouTube so you can check out the Information Elevator series. In the meantime, please send us an email, and you can do that at blowthemind at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.